You're listening to BFF.FM, Best Frequencies Forever. Thank you very much, Jamie, for that that wonderful outro. Uh, my name's Nick. This is Today's Active Lifestyles, Indie Rock and its Discontents, Past and Present. Very special show today. One of my, uh, I guess it's uh, number three in an uh, occasional ongoing series of uh, theme shows wherein I probe the deep, dark corners of the 1990s to bring you uh, certain genres that may have been forgotten or changed over time. This week, it's my favorite genre. Now, if you were to ask me what is you know, your favorite genre of music, I would probably say whiny white kids with guitars because that covers about 95% of the stuff I listen to and play on this show. Uh, but if you ask me to get a little bit more specific, I might say that strain of post-Fugazi indie rock in the early to mid-90s that uh, I guess some people will call post-hardcore. If you Google post-hardcore now, you're going to come up with a lot of mid-to-late 2000s bands with emo hair. Like, because post-hardcore, like, emo before it, or post-punk even, like, that mean those these terms are nebulous and end up meaning, like, any any one of five or six different things. But, but for now, I'm going to call it 90s post-hardcore. That is my favorite genre of music. This uh, weird mix of dissonance and melody and energy and uh, something that's a little, you know, aggressive, but not particularly, uh, I want to say, testosterone-laden. Because in the early 90s, you had, you know, grunge and, you know, a lot of metal, a lot of loud guitar-based stuff that wasn't I wasn't really vibing with at the time. I was looking for something that I could say, this is... This is mine. This is something that I identify with. Something that's not as, say, you know, lunk-headed as, as a lot of uh, punk rock was around that time, or hardcore. Something a little bit, I'm not going to say smarter, but just not, just less dumb. So that's, uh, that's my uh, uh, setup for the show today. My favorite genre, 90s post-hardcore. I'm going to start off the show with uh, probably my favorite musician from this genre and, and possibly of all time. Uh, retrospective on his work. I'm talking of, uh, about Jay Robbins, guitarist for many bands uh, that are DC-based. I'm going to start off with uh, Jawbox here from uh, their 1994 album For Your Own Special Sweetheart. This is Breathe right here on BFF.FM.
Today's Active Lifestyles here on BFF.FM. Wrapping up uh, the retrospective uh, Jay Robbins set there in this, the third in a continuing series of theme shows. This one, my favorite genre, post, uh, sorry, 90s post-hardcore, of which I think Jay Robbins is a perfect exemplar of the type of sound that I uh, fell in love with in the early to mid-90s, and uh, so this whole show is going to be about that sound and, and hopefully how it, how it is carried forward to, through today. Uh, going to start, however, in D.C., and it's going to stay in D.C. for a couple of, uh, couple of sets here because that's kind of where this 
uh, sound originated. And yes, I will get to Fugazi eventually. But I do want to talk about uh, what, well, first of all, what I played in that last set. You were just listening to Office of Future Plans doing Hard in Your Heart from their 2011 self titled album. Before that, Channels doing The Licensee from 2006's Waiting for the Next End of the World. Burning Airlines before that with I Sold Myself In from 1999's Mission Control. And the show starting off with Jawbox and Breathe from 1994's For Your Own Special Sweetheart, all bands featuring in the front there on vocals and guitar, Jay Robbins. So, uh, yeah, Jawbox, you know, in the early uh, in the early 90s caused kind of a big furor by jumping from super punk label based in D.C. Discord Records to major label Atlantic for uh, for the release of For Your Own Special Sweetheart. Uh, there was a, you know, in the early 90s, it, it was crazy that crazy to think that bands would, you know, sell out and jump to a major label like that. But I would say that they, you know, there are some bands which did some of their best work. On, on a major, uh, such as this next band, the other Discord band to jump from Discord to a major label in the 90s, Shudder to Think, also based in D.C., uh, slightly different sound. Uh, I, th- I would say they changed up their sound almost completely between their Discord releases and the release of this. I believe it's still a 1994 release, Pony Express Record on Epic Records. This is a lead-off track from Pony Express Record by Shudder to Think, Hit Licker right here on BFF.FM. Finger fan courtship The case of her bones Are softer than loose meat A day on the belt So surely I'll get thin To really rock Damn of her bones are softer than loose meat A day on the belt so surely I'll get thin Wanna Watch
Fugazi. It's today's Active Lifestyles here on BFF.FM. This week, my favorite genre, 90s post-hardcore. And there's Fugazi doing Bed for the Scraping from their 1995 album, Red Medicine. My favorite of their albums, although I will, you know, give props to anything else in their catalog. But if I'm going to play a 90s post-hardcore song from Fugazi, uh, and I'm not really, like, being definitive about things, I will pick that because that that is... Bed for the Scraping is one of my favorite songs of theirs. Yes, this is not a definitive tour of 90s post-hardcore, nor is it comprehensive. I only got two hours. I'm going to fit in as much as I can here uh, to talk about this, my favorite genre, a weird, uh, very nebulous sort of concept that blends all the whiny white guys with loud guitars I love with a with some amount of dissonance and melody thrown in there some noisy little bits etc etc let's go uh, through that last set before Fugazi Blue Tip from their first album helpfully uh, entitled Discord number 101 also the catalog number from 1996 that track called Gainer Kerosene 454 before that doing Automatic 
And that's from their 1998 album, At Zero. They were around for a lot in the 90s, but I, I think At Zero, uh, their final album, uh, is, is their best. And Shudder to Think, starting off the set with Hit Liquor from 1994's Pony Express record. Now we're going to step away from uh, Washington, D.C. for just a little bit. Don't worry, I'm going to come back to it. I got some other stuff to play for you there. I want to talk about other scenes uh, in the U.S. that kind of picked up on this sound uh, pretty pretty early on because, you know, Fugazi's been around, I can't even, I, you know, since the late 80s, let's say. I'm not going to embarrass myself and pick an exact date because I cannot quite remember when they were formed. But, you know, other scenes uh, uh, in the late 80s, early 90s kind of were that were influenced by this sound kind of came up with stuff on their own. And uh, scenes started growing uh, with this sound throughout the 90s. I'm going to start with the, uh, the New York scene, which in the 90s was, you know, a lot meaner and more aggressive than I would normally be cool with. There was a lot of swans, cop shoot cop, kind of like you know, dark, you know, almost metal bands. Uh, Helmet was also coming up, uh, you know, in the early 90s and Unsane. These kind of, uh, you could call them post-hardcore, but they were, you know, not doing things that really fit in with the type of thing that I was going for. Although I like some of those bands, sure. There were a couple bands, though, that uh, that were coming out of New York in the 90s that I dug. Uh, one of them is Chavez. Uh, two albums of theirs uh, released throughout the 90s. Then a very long gap between that, those and an EP they released at the beginning of this year called Cockfighters. And I really hope they come out with some more stuff. Uh, they are one of my favorite bands. So here is Chavez. Uh, this is, uh, what is it, from their 1996 album? Yes, Ride the Fader. This track is called You Must Be Stopped right here on BFF.fm. <laughs>
BFF.FM. My name's Nick. This is Today's Active Lifestyles here with you, Indie Rock, and it's Discontents Past and Present, but we're kind of stuck in the past uh, for this show. It's my favorite genre, 90s post-hardcore. Uh, that last set, a tribute, oh, mostly to Walter Schreifels, but also to the New York uh, scene that spawned a couple of bands in the vein of post-hardcore. Uh, those last three bands, Vanishing Life, Rival Schools, and Quicksand, all projects of one Walter Schreifels, who's a uh, punk rock lifer, also did a bunch of other stuff uh, early on with Gorilla Biscuits, a true hardcore band, later on doing some more poppy stuff. Uh, as a solo artist and also with a band called Walking Concert, but I stuck to the big rock numbers here. Vanishing Life, uh, you just heard doing Exile from their album from last year, entitled Surveillance. Rival Schools before that, doing Used for Glue from their 2001 album United by Fate, and Quicksand from their 1995 album Manic Compression, doing Landmine Spring. And then that set started off with Chavez doing You Must Be Stopped from their album Ride the Fader. So moving on from New York, we're going to go to the Midwest now. And this is a, a trickier set for me to put together, I think, because the 90, in the 90s, the Midwest was still pretty much under the, uh, the sway of Steve Albini-like, you know, big, noise-rocky sort of stuff. Uh, Chicago and Louisville kind of reigned uh, with this uh, sound, which was... It's, it's, very different from the kind of post-hardcore, you know, I'm uh, I'm trying to play on this show, uh, but it's still post-hardcore, technically. You know, stuff like Slint and Rodan from Louisville, uh, maybe more post-rocky in places, but, you know, Bitch Magnet as well. It's it, You can argue that, like, yeah, that's post-hardcore, we can put it in here, but I'm trying to draw the lines, you know, around, uh, around this really nebulous genre, and uh, so I'm going to I'm going to lose a lot of bands that, that might otherwise be uh, definitely included in here. Also going on in the 90s in the Midwest was the whole emo thing, which, of course, is very, very uh, similar related to post-hardcore. There's a whole other show or maybe a couple of shows around 90s emo that I could, I, and I might very well put together. Who knows? But for now, here's a couple bands from the Midwest that are, tr- I think, you know, kind of hue towards uh, the... The, the post-hardcore type of melodic, uh, maybe a little chaotic, but still tuneful stuff that uh, that I'm I'm trying to trying to play here. Uh, I'm going to start off with uh, Louisville's own Crane from their 1993 album Heater. This one's called "Knock Your Daylights Out" right here on BFF.FM.
Today's Active Lifestyles with you here on BFF.fm. This week it's my favorite genre, an entire show dedicated to 90s post-hardcore. Uh, that was the Midwestern-ish set. Uh, kind of broke my rules almost immediately there. Uh, because uh, the Midwest is kind of hard to get a grip on, at least for this particular style. Uh, you just heard Shiner doing surgery uh, from their 2001 album, The Egg. Shiner, of course, uh, based in uh, St. Louis. <laughs> I was about to say Kansas City. Uh, maybe it's both? They're so close to one another, right? See, this is the problem. Like, I'm a West Coast guy, and my uh, knowledge of geography east of the Rockies always gets a little messed up. But at least Shiner was, you know, friends with uh, DC folks. The egg being released on DeSoto Records, run by Jawbox folks. So that definitely counts, right? Yeah, sure. Before Shiner, Giant's Chair, doing non-descriptionist ethic from their 1996 album Purity and Control, which, you know, you could say that's also emo-ish, but I would like to think it's... it's uh, you know, angular and dissonant enough to uh, count here. But what probably doesn't quite count is Candy Machine, who I played before that. They played Collectors. That's off their 1994 album, A Modest Proposal, and Candy Machine are from Baltimore. And, and my brain thought that Baltimore was in Ohio or something, apparently, when I queued it up. I mean, it, it fits in with the rest of the stuff, I, I, I want to say, like, musically, you know, sonically speaking, but... Thematically, not so much, probably. Uh, still, Candy Machine, a pretty good band. I encourage you to check them out if you like that uh, track. Set started off with Crane doing Knock Your Daylights Out from 1993's Heater. Crane from Louisville. Uh, at that point, a hotbed of indie rock goings on. Someday in the future, I will put together my post-rock show that will prominently feature a bunch of Louisville bands. Uh, but for now, that's, that's all that you get. We're going to move on now to the West Coast and geography and scenes I know a little bit more about firsthand. Uh, in the 90s, uh, the West Coast strain of hardcore kind of mutated into this sort of more chaotic, out-of-control thing. I'm going to start in San Diego, but I'm, not, I'm, I'm only going to talk about the, the Spock Rock scene of the early 90s there, which was uh, basically heroin and a bunch of Gravity Records uh, roster bands. Uh, those bands were taking hardcore into weird, dark directions, also involved with that as Mohinder based in San Jose, and Unwound up in the Pacific Northwest, who we're going to get to in just a bit. But for now, we're going to focus on San Diego, stuff that was going on there. A lot of good stuff going on, but the biggest band is, of course, Drive Like Jehu, my favorite band to come out of San Diego, and my favorite uh, group of musicians... This is Drive Like Jehu from 1994's Yank Crime. This is Golden Brown, right here on BFF.fm.
BFF.FM. It's today's Active Lifestyles here with you. Today it's my favorite genre. Two hours of 90s post-hardcore, and that was the San Diego set. Hot Snakes doing Ben Gurion right there from their 2002 album Suicide Invoice, kind of bookending that set with some John Rice and Rick Froberg projects. Before Hot Snake No Knife doing Academy Flight Song from their 1999 album Fire in the City of Automatons. Uh, Fire in the City of Automatons. Uh, no Knife kind of being... It, it's very 2000s emo-ish, but you know I think there's enough of that angularity in there that, uh, that I can play that and not feel too weird about it, let's say. Uh, also in that set, A Miniature, uh, another one of my favorite kind of sleeper bands out of San Diego. Futurist is the name of the track. That's from their 1994 album, Depth 5, Rate 6. And then the set started off with Drive Like Jehu, Rick Froberg, and John Rice again. Golden Brown from 1994's Yank Crime. So from San Diego, we're going to go to the Pacific Northwest, which is not a place known for DC-style post-hardcore stuff. I mean, in the 90s, you had grunge, and then you had Sunny Day Real Estate coming out with the what would, you know, there was that Midwestern emo sound percolating at that time, but it was Sunny Day Real Estate that really kind of uh, distilled it and, and defined uh, the emo sound, uh, that epic, epic more proggy sort of uh, sound. Uh, So there wasn't a whole lot of super angular stuff going on. I will say, so I'm going to play Unwound next. And Unwound definitely has uh, 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 that West Coast hardcore pedigree that I was talking about. Kind of the chaotic uh, much, much darker side of emo core that uh, arose on the West Coast. But uh, they did go through kind of a a sharper post-punky phase. So this is from uh, Repetition, their 1996 album, which is probably their uh, uh, sharpest uh, type of al- uh, album in terms of that. And, you know, I think it might, you can call it post-hardcore. I'm going to it post-hardcore because I wanted to play some Unwound today. So here's Corpse Pose by Unwound right here on BFF.FM.
It's today's Active Lifestyles here on BFF.fm. This week, my favorite genre, 90s post-hardcore, and that was the Pacific Northwest set, a loose affiliation of bands with that particular sort of post-Fugazi-esque sound. Yeah, sometimes here and there. I don't know. Pretty Girls Make Graves. You were just listening to them. Speakers pushed the air from their 2002 album, Good Health. Before that, Juno from their 2001 album, A Future Lived in Past Tense, doing Help is on the Way. Mattis Piggott, also in that set. More of a grungy sort of uh, outfit, I would say, but they they had a lot of angles in there, and uh, I always like to play them. I think they're super underrated. Uh, That was from their first album, 1996's You Can Be Low, the title track off of that album, You Can Be Low. And Unwound started the set off with Corpse Pose from their 1996 album, Repetition. So we've got a couple more things for you to play. Uh, I uh, misjudged time a little bit. I wanted to play you some... Uh, I, I have a, just a, a big stack of stuff that I really wanted to play for you, but without really much of a theme. Uh, so I think we're just going to just play a bunch of more stuff here uh, from varying... Uh, eras. I want to say uh, that I can't believe I didn't get around to this band earlier because they're one of my favorite bands ever. They're the Dismemberment Plan. I told you earlier in the set I was going to come back to DC, so this is it. This is the Dismemberment Plan from their 1997 album, The Dismemberment Plan is Terrified. This is That's When the Party Started, right here. Oops, sorry. Right here on BFF.FM. Yeah. 
FF.FM and today's Active Lifestyles here with you, rounding out a special show today. My favorite genre, 90s post-hardcore. 
You were just listening to Q and Not You doing Y Plus White Girl from their 2000 album No Kill, No Beep Beep. We versus the Shark before that doing Hello Blood from their 2008 album Dirty Versions. Trench Mouth doing Here Come the Automata. Uh, the Automata. That's the second time I messed up that word in like one show from two different bands. Here Come the Automata. That's from uh, Trench Mouse's 1994 album Versus the Light of the Sun and the Dismemberment Plan kicking off the set with That's When the Party Started from The Dismemberment Plan is Terrified. I had a bunch of other stuff to play. I wanted to try to uh, draw you know, lines from the 90s to, uh, to bands that were like playing stuff today that were kind of similar but kind of doing their own thing. And I also wanted to address the whole like black hole of the mid of the 2000s in this particular set i mean even though the show was called 90s post hardcore there were a lot of bands that continued on in the 2000s but you know you know in the mid 2000s there stopped being bands that that you know played this type of music and a lot of that is really due to the rise of what we now think of as post hardcore which was sort of kicked off by at the drive-in the Blood Brothers, you know, and also Thrice, Thursday, a lot of early 2000s bands that were kind of doing uh, uh, doing a similar post-hardcore thing, but uh, bringing it to more of a mainstream-ish, shall we say, warped tour kind of crowd. And that's why, you know, indie rock doesn't have that kind of sound in the mid to, mid to late 2000s, kind of because, you know, that was, that was, that went mainstream almost in, in a different format and, and not, not a form that I... That was really for me. <laughs> I kind of gotten to be a grumpy old man by then, so I was not. I was not into stuff like Silverstein or. Oh God! See, I can't even. As I lay dying, is that a, is that a thing? See, that's I. I don't remember. But anyway, I wanted to end the show with a set of newer newer stuff that I was into. Uh, I might not have time to back announce everything here, but I do want to play a couple of things from from recent years that I think show that there's some sort of revival going on in in this particular kind of post-hardcore thing. Uh, many thanks to like Exploding in Sound Records, um, who have been putting out a, a ton of stuff that, that really uh, vibes, with, uh, vibes with me <laughs> in, in this particular post-hardcore kind of vein. Uh, other, other labels, too, like uh, Top Shelf and Run for Cover, kind of like covering the more emo side of things. But again, emo is another show, and I promise I will get to that sometime someday because i think i've i think i've at least got a couple shows in my back pocket for uh for other 90s ish sort of genres so we're coming to the end of the show as you can probably tell thank you very much for listening by the way if you like this if you want to listen to this show again you can do so by going to bff.fm slash shows clicking around to the friday noon time slot and dialing up uh show tal 115 that is helpfully subtitled for you, my favorite genre, 90s post-hardcore. Also, if you enjoy Mixcloud.com, as I do, you can go to Mixcloud.com slash Today's Active Lifestyles. You will find this show and many other shows like it up there. So closing out the this, this show, what am I going to play? I, I, got a, I got a couple choices here, but I'm kind of leaning toward 2-Inch Astronaut because they have been putting out, like... Uh, great albums that are very, very Jawbox orient, very uh, Jawbox uh, influence, I say. Um, and I, th- I think that uh, they're one of the best bands playing today. And I really wish they would uh, come tour the West Coast sometime because <laughs> they're from Maryland and and uh, they they don't get out here 
at all. So, uh, ending the show today, I do know, and by the way, I do know that there is a new Two Inch Astronaut album being released in June. Uh, I haven't really listened to the advanced track, so I didn't want to get there. Uh, so I'm going to go with a track off of Personal Life, their album that came out last year. This is Good Behavior, right here on BFF.fm. Thank you very much for listening, and I will see you all next week.
No place in the world. No part of the life around me.